back to another episode of the Between the Lines podcast. Today we're doing an episode with an NFL season preview. As many of you may know, the NFL just recently came out with its schedule, causing lots of excitement for fans across the country. Before we start with our preview on the NFL, we're going to go into a little sports time machine. In 1935, the NFL adopted the annual college draft. This was instituted the following year, and ever since then, we've had college players entering the pros. All right. Uh, A couple years ago, 2015, the NFL decided to move extra points back, uh, snapping the ball from the 15-yard line to make them more challenging. So, something cool to add. I'll go back to soccer. Um, 2018 today. in the English FA Cup final, we had Chelsea against Manchester United um, in a very, actually, low-scoring game. There was only one goal. Chelsea took the lead with Heather uh, Hazard scoring a penalty at the 22nd minute. Very cool, very cool. So we're going to start today in the NFC conference, and then we'll move our way to the AFC. Our preview will begin with the NFC West. Teams that belong to the NFC West are the San Francisco 49ers, the Arizona Cardinals, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Los Angeles Rams. So let's start with the Niners here. Um, you know, the Niners, the Niners are the Niners. They were in the Super Bowl last year. If it weren't for a big-time collapse in the fourth quarter, they would have been your champions. They got a lot of those same players returning to the squad. The defense will still be vaunted with Ford and Bosa on the outside. Got Kinlaw in the draft in the middle. I expect much of the same from them. Kyle Shanahan's a wizard, but tell me what you guys got on the Niners. Um, I think that's that's going to be the top team out of the NFC West. That they're they seem like the most complete. Um, I think the one that'll give them the challenge is, of course, every year the the Seahawks. But you know. They have a. They don't have like solid receivers or you know a little bit more weapons that they that I think they need. But you know if they could develop those those guys that they do have out there already, uh, maybe they could you know put something together. Yeah, I go with Kyle on this one. I think um, I think the Niners are going to be probably the best team out of the division again. But with a loss of some wide receivers on the team. I don't know, man. I mean, I kind of like how the Seahawks are playing and what they did last year, so I think they can do an upset. And um, let's just not sleep on the Arizona Cardinals. I I think the Cardinals would not be the best of themselves this season right away because they still have a lot to learn. But um, I'm just saying, man. Just <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna not gonna be a hundred percent sure the Niners are gonna be the leaders because I think they, especially the Seahawks and the Cardinals, are gonna give them a lot uh, to work on. That's a great segue for me. Um, in terms of the Cardinals, they're my dark horse in this division for sure. You're going to have Kyler back there slinging it, can run. We all know that. Now you add DeAndre Hopkins. You have an aging Larry Fitzgerald. He might be aging. We say he's aging every year, but he still puts up numbers. It's insane. He's the man. Then you got, you got Kenyon Drake in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And they tried to shore up a few positions at linebacker. They got Devontae Campbell in free agency from the, from the Atlanta Falcons. They just drafted Isaiah Simmons. If the defense can hold up, obviously Chandler Jones is in there too. If the defense can hold up and Kyler can do his thing, I think that the Cardinals will be good. Whether that means they make the playoffs or not, I'm not sure. But last thing I'll say is watch out for Kyler Murray as a dark horse MVP candidate. That might sound a little bit crazy, but Kyler, is, he's, he's the truth, man, for sure. <laughs> he's like 
way out there on the Dark Horse MVP chatter, but I'm just saying, watch out. You never know. MVP Lamar Jackson came out of nowhere. If he, that, if he that's kind of crazy. Season, if he has MVP season, they're for sure winning the division, but I don't think that's going to happen this year yet. I mean, that that's everybody, scary. though. I mean, kind of, but like, look at that offense, though. Like, when you have Larry Fitzgerald playing as a second option in the slot receiver, mm-hmm. that's scary You're as hell. You're in your hands. Yeah. That's scary that's, as hell. But what's crazy, too, is that if you give, you got a young quarterback and you give him a weapon like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, God. God that's going to be him, crazy. I hope, I hope he makes use of it. So, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's I will say, one. though, I will say, though, What's what's looking shaky in this division? Always is the Rams. Like, mm-hmm. what, what's up with them? Like, what's your thoughts on them? The Rams are interesting. Their biggest problem last year is their offensive line was not very mobile, and it was pretty. It was an older group in terms of age and service in the league. They had a really tough time protecting Goff, and I think you saw that in his numbers and stats throughout the season. It was definitely a pretty big drop off from their Super Bowl appearance the year before, but. If they can protect him, I don't know. Obviously, don't if they really. can't, they're not going to win the division. But if they can protect him, it'll give them just a much better chance just to have a good season in general. But I just think they lost a lot of weapons. You know, Todd Gurley was injured a lot. Who knows if he'll be healthy moving forward? But they lost Gurley. Now they lost Brandon Cook. They didn't lose him as a trade, but Brandon Cooks is now over in, with the Texans in Houston. So I'm not expecting much from them. But at the same time, they still do have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donalds on defense, and those are two of the most prime-time players in the league right now. Listen, I don't really right. believe in Jared Goff. I just don't believe in him. I think, I think he's just a mediocre quarterback. I'm just saying. I don't see him like as a guy that can just carry the team like that. They have a great defense. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Donald is just fucking beast. Like I'm watching his workout sessions during this summer. The guy is just out of this world. But I just don't believe in Jared Goff. Enough. Yeah, he's a killer. Last thing I'm gonna say on the on this division though is that I don't know how, but Russell Wilson always does it and always has his team up there. So yes, once sir. again, you can never count them out. And I think he is he might be like one of the most underrated quarterbacks or like not talked about enough or what. It's like people respect him, but it's just like he's never, you know, given that shine, that that major praise, to me at least. But uh, yeah, I think you said it perfectly right there. Russell Wilson is the truth, man. You look at you look at him coming into the league when he did. Everyone doubted him. You know, his height and stature, there's not many quarterbacks you see in the league that were like him at the time. But now you look at it. Now he paved the way for guys like Baker, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray to come into the league and do their thing. But the the added addition to Russell Wilson is the leadership factor, man. You look at that guy on the sidelines and just like, the way he goes to work every single day, like he puts it out there every day. And like, he's just a leader of men. So to your point, you can never count the Seahawks out. And that just has much to do with Russell Wilson and just the culture that's been established there in Seattle. And never forget about Pete Carroll. You know, obviously he should have ran the ball with Marshawn Lynch on the one yard line in that Super Bowl. <laughs> but Pete Carroll is a good coach, man. He does a he does a lot with not so much. You look at the talent that the Seahawks had on their on their roster last year, you can't tell me that that was really playoff-level talent. I know they got in on a wild card, but if you think about it, if they had made that stop at the goal line in that Niners game up in Seattle, they would have won the division. So 
like you said, Kyle, you can just never count out those Seahawks. But that being said, I think we all need to pick a, a division winner here now. So I'll toss that off to Kyle first. Got to rep the city. Let's go with the Niners. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I want to go crazy on this one and say, like, Cardinals. But I'll go with the Niners. It has to be. I got to be realistic. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals have a great season. And yeah. even if they do have a great season, that could still mean they don't make the playoffs or they don't even get a wild card. But I'll have to just triple up with you guys on that. It's got to be the Niners for sure. Uh, now to the NFC North. So the Lions are in the North, the Packers are as well, and the Bears and the Vikings. Uh, we can just quickly go over the Lions here. Lions drafted Jeff Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State. Matt mm-hmm. Stafford's still there. They got, obviously, Kenny, Kenny Galladay on the outside. Other than that, there's not a whole lot of weapons. I think Carryon Johnson's toting the ball in the backfield for them. Don't see much for them. They're in the cellar for sure. Any thoughts on the Lions, guys? Um, this sounds like they have a, they're going to have a great defense. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I see going for them. And not much else. I mean, Matt Stafford is – he's just Matt Stafford, like – I don't know how he's gonna he's gonna play decent, but you know it's the Lions. They're not gonna do much, you know. I'm actually curious on their running back they drafted in the second round, DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like we've seen we've seen running backs becoming like the main piece of a team way too many times, but like this year, no way. I'm I'm also curious about their defense. Like Kyle said, I want to see how Okuda goes on the corner. He's definitely a great cornerback. So, but um. Overall, man, I just don't. <laughs> it's a division like way too hard for them right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's some interesting points for the Lions. A lot of people will knock Matt Stafford and say this, that, and the other thing about him, but he's just always been on bad teams. But if you mm-hmm. statistically look at his body of work since he's been in the NFL, maybe he does throw too many picks. <clears throat> That's probably the one knock on him. But I think he's a solid quarterback. I think you can win with them. This Lions team certainly doesn't have the pieces throughout to be competitive enough to compete for the division. But I don't think Stafford's the problem. But that being said, the Lions aren't going anywhere. So now to the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still getting older. But last year, he was a little off and on last year. There were some games where he looked really good. And there were some games where... He just didn't seem to have that Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers magic of the past that we all know so well. But then you think about the running back that they have. They have that tandem with Jones, and then I'm blanking on the other one's name. Um, and then you obviously have uh, – why am I forgetting his name too? The wide- Devontae Adams outside. And then I think they brought in another wide receiver in free agency, and they might have drafted one as well. But that defense is vaunted. you got the two edge rushers, the Smith brothers, and – I think the Packers could definitely win it again, but tell me what you guys think about the Packers. Yeah, they look they look pretty good. They did lose, um, you know, Jimmy and all of them. Mm-hmm. And I I I don't know if they surrounded him with enough people. Like, like everybody's main question was why was why did we draft Jordan Love? Um, you know, first round when you could have went. There were so many receivers in this draft. You know, you could have got a higher-end receiver. I think they should have went that way. But, of course, I'm looking at their, like, offense on this one. And then to go back off of what you said, like, I don't see the, the Rodgers magic anywhere. So those, that's kind of concerning for me. Yeah, I don't believe in the Packers too, man. I think um, 
part of their success this year is that Rodgers is going to deal with the fact that they just drafted another QB. Uh, I don't think Rodgers is going to be happy. I think it's going to be a Brett Favre situation again, like we mentioned a couple of episodes before. And um, the way that Rodgers is going to play this year, I think totally, it's going to be totally related to how he feels again with the front office. But um, yeah, I'm going with Kyle this one. I don't see Rodgers' magic, man. Like this season, I don't, I don't see the Packers winning the division at all. And I know they have some nice pieces here and there, but I just feel like uh, the Bears and uh, and the Vikings, man, they just got. They just got some advantage on the Packers right here, but yet, yet again, you can never like sleep on Rodgers. You know, like he can just, he can just beat Aaron Rodgers again and carry his team to uh to to win the division. But I don't know, man. I hope I hope love I hope this season at least serves for love to learn a lot with Rodgers because I I can see him becoming a kid QB and having this time to develop as a second string QB. It's it's perfect for him. But out of that, I don't see many more positive sides on the Packers. Absolutely. That brings us to the Bears. The Bears are in an interesting position because they have a really good defense and they do have some weapons outside at, at receiver. But the the question always comes back to for the Bears, who's going to be the quarterback? They brought in Nick Foles that was in Jacksonville last year. He was injured for half the season. When he came back, he really actually didn't play that well. But now the question is, is it going to be Trubisky or Foles at quarterback? And from what I've seen, it seems like Trubisky's going to get the nod at the beginning. I know they didn't pick up his fifth-year option off his rookie deal, but Trubisky will be the guy in the beginning. And we all know how that panned out last year. It didn't go well for the Bears. And kind of the sad part or the thing that's discouraging for Bears fans is you just look at that defense, and it's pretty vaunted, and it's very legit. So if you just had a serviceable quarterback, that could be a team that could compete for the playoffs every single year. But there's just a lot of confusion right now as to where the franchise is going in terms of the quarterback direction. So with that being said, I'll pass it off to you guys. Yeah, I think I'm not sure what's up with the quarterback situation either. Um, starting with the defense, though, I think it was a good pickup um, with uh, Robert Quinn to have someone else on that other end. Um, they did lose a lot uh, this past year. so. And then the most interesting one they lost, uh, Ha Clinton Dick. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, definitely need him. But, yeah, where where are we going with uh, Mitch or or Nick Foles? We don't. We don't know. It seems like the people they're slowly giving up on a uh, Mitch as they should, but mm-hmm. yeah. hey, him, yeah, you all know that. You all know me that my favorite team from this division is clearly the Bears. Uh, and uh, uh, you all talk like talk to really interesting points about their good defense and the quarterback situation. But goddamn, the kicker, man, <laughs> they need somebody that is not cursed. I remember that this guy came last season oh, and yeah. he got he got all the hype and everybody was like, oh he's clutch now because he shot like from uh 40 something yards, 50 yards, I don't remember. And everybody's like, oh we finally got a kicker and then he fucking doinks it again. Like <laughs> I just I just can't man. Like after the double doink, I just I think they are cursed on the kicker position. So Hopefully that will get sorted out. Like <laughs> we'll have a nice kicker. Uh, but uh, when it comes to quarterback situation, man, uh, I had this conversation with you guys that I still kind of believe in Trubisky. I know he's kind of like he overthrows the ball a lot and uh, he's kind of dumb when it comes to decision making. But 
I don't think Nick Foles is going to take his position. I think Nick Foles is one guy that uh, what he did with the Eagles was amazing coming off the bench and then winning the the Super Bowl in the playoff runs. But I don't think Nick Foles has what it takes to be a, a first-team quarterback for the whole regular season. And um, I think Trubisky can actually learn something from Foles because Foles is a is a very like um, simple quarterback when it comes to to, to playmaking and decision making. We don't see Foles making these flashy plays. In, uh, besides the Philly specially made, uh, obviously, but uh, we don't see Foles making these crazy plays or Foles doesn't run. So I think Trubisky can learn something from him. And um, I think if he, if he just develops his, his decision making and he's, he stops overthrowing the ball so much, I guess the Bears actually have a shot, a big shot to win in this division because the defense man is just. Like you said, there's nothing to point out on the defense. Like that defense is, is is a defense that can win a Super Bowl. You know, that's a that's a Super Bowl type of defense. So, yeah, it, it's going to depend a lot on Trubisky. It's going they have some weapons on offense too, some receivers for him. I actually like that tight end too. But uh, I don't know, man. It's on the quarterback and the kicker not be cursed. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> now to the Vikings. This is a team that I really like. Uh... I know Kirk Cousins, there's a lot of naysayers about Kirk Cousins. He certainly had games where he's laid duds. And it's funny, sometimes he has games where he just shows out and he's just balling. But it's not so much Kirk Cousins for me as it is that defense. They got two great edge rushers and Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin. Two pretty damn good linebackers and Kendricks and Barr. And now I now think about the fact that they drafted Justin Jefferson from LSU in the first round, the wide receiver. And I know they lost Stefan Diggs, which won't be easy to replace. But I think if Kirk Cousins can hold his weight and step up his play this year, like to a higher level than years that he, the years in the past, I really think that this team could win the division. I see it being between the Vikings and the Packers. Who knows? Trubisky could shock us or, you know, Foles could take over the job and just pull some Foles magic like he did for the Eagles on that run to the Super Bowl. But I like the Vikings. I really always have. I'll be curious to see what pans out for them moving forward this year. Yeah, I agree. This is one of my favorite teams at this conference. So I always I'm always interested to see how they do every year. I don't know why. Like maybe it's just like like the colors or something. I don't know why I'm just like <laughs> drawn to the Vikings. Mad weird. But I think losing um, Stefan Diggs was – it could have been a good and a bad thing. You know, like, of course you lost a, a great player, but maybe it was better for, like, the locker room chemistry, you know, et cetera. So uh, losing him, I think we need to see a good season out of Kyle Rudolph and Adam Thiethe, maybe <laughs> even uh, Dalvin Cook too, and then, you know, see where we go from there. So. My God, man! One of one of my closest friends in Portugal is a big Viking fan, Vikings fan, and I've been hearing. I never see someone in believing someone believing in a team so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor guy, man! After losing Stephanie, especially though, I'm gonna be honest here. I, I only like the Vikings when they have Diggs. I like I like I just like how clutch he was and and his playmaking. But uh, I was actually low key hoping they drafted his brother. <laughs> on this draft just to have a just to have a digs on a digs jersey there but um i don't know man um i'm not really confident in this team like i said i put the packers and bears probably above uh not not the packers though the I, i'd say the bears above the vikings because um i don't know kirk, kirk cousins is just uh he's he's this he's a decent quarterback but i don't i don't know if he has what it takes to to win the to win the division and i'm actually curious about justin jefferson at the wide receiver position 
I mean, that also depends, obviously, because they just slot a big, they just slot a big chunk on uh, on offense with Stefan Diggs leaving, and Adam Thielen is uh, is playing at the slot mostly. So uh, if Justin Jefferson steps up and Cousins actually has a nice connection with him, I don't know, but I don't see them winning the the division either. Yeah, I think Kyle had a good point there. Stefan Diggs is. There's no argument about it. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, like point blank period. But he's been bitching and moaning out there in Minnesota for a while. And it seems like the Vikings kind of came to wit's end with just like what they're willing to put up with. And I think that, yeah, you're losing an uber talented player, but you never know what his departure could do in terms of team chemistry and just locker room presence. So I think that's a good point. And then I can't believe I forgot about Dalvin Cook because he's one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL. He's just so shifty in the open field, and he's got a lot more power than people think he does. Um, I'd put him in – if he's not in the top five in terms of running backs in the NFL, he's right there at six or seven. The man's beast. Um, But now we have to pick winners in the NFC North. So I think I already kind of say that I'm rolling with the Vikings. What do you guys got? I'm rolling with the Bears. Uh, you know, I'm between the Vikings and the Packers. Like, I want to choose the Packers just because, but I think for the sake of this, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I like the Vikings here. Uh, let me just put this here. I, I, I go with, I understand your argument, and uh, we can definitely put the Vikings winning the division. I'm just saying with the the, the, the defense that Bears have, if the, if the offense actually connects this year, y'all, 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 y'all saying the Bears is like the third most likely to win the division because Trubisky quarterback issues, and I totally understand that. I'm just saying if the if the offense actually connects this year and Trubisky or falls, just take it to the to the other level. I don't know, man. I I fully understand what you're saying, and I think there's totally an argument to be made there. But what I think Kyle and I are kind of getting at is that's a really big if to assume that that will happen based off what we've seen so far. But I agree 100%. If the Bears can get good quarterback play, whether that's from Trubisky or Foles, I I fully believe that they'll probably win the division. No questions asked. But we shall see. Now to the NFC South. We got the Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Falcons. Let me just start with the Panthers and so we don't have to talk to them talk about them again. Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> end of story. We're done. On to the next. No, yeah, I'm that's kidding. it. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. They got Teddy Two Gloves out there, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Teddy H2O slinging the rocket quarterback. So we'll see what happens. They got a few interesting players in the draft, but in my uh, personal opinion, I would expect the Panthers to either be the worst team in the league, the second worst team in the league, or the third worst team in the league. So, something if anybody like wants to say something about the Panthers, <laughs> lay it on me. Nope. It's one of those three. Now I got nothing else to say. They also <laughs> they also lost uh, Luke, so you know that's a, that's yeah. a big hit right there. But totally. McCaffrey. Yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah, I think the conversation ends with Christian McCaffrey. I thought it was. I was you thinking think they back... go in the huddle and say that. Yeah, I think, so. I think that's <laughs> like, a, we're gonna give the ball to him. And then they're not even they're not even calling out plays. Uh, Bridgewater is just like McCaffrey, McCaffrey right. to the right McCaffrey on three. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but now let's talk about the real contenders here. So Saints, a lot of the same pieces back. They brought in Emmanuel Sanders in free agency, leaving from the Niners. You pair Sanders with Michael Thomas, and you know Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Drew Brees is certainly getting older. 
I expect another good year from him, though, for sure. Uh, that Saints defense was really good last year. It was pretty crazy to me that they didn't advance farther in the playoffs. That was kind of a shock to me. But I see much of the same from the Saints and see them as real legitimate Super Bowl contenders again. I do. I think they added some good stuff between the draft and just, just picking up players. I think they got like what they needed, added some linemen, um, definitely picked up some vets uh on uh on the offense so and I, like from everything i'm seeing everybody's saying that oh this is going to be the the one year that they're going to have to make this run to the super bowl <laughs> or or drew doesn't get it so boy i'm a big saints fan in this division it's like my second favorite team of all the nfl bro i think i think the saints uh i'm always a believer in this division that the saints are going to take it although we got brady here now and big Gronk, but uh I think Breeze still got something in his gas, and boy, I love Taysom Hill. I just mm. love him, bro. Like, I've never seen such a player so versatile as Taysom Hill. He does everything. So, um, with that being said, with the offense we have, Michael Thomas out there, Drew Brees. I actually kind of like our defense, too. I think Alvin Kamara kind of uh, was um, was not as good last season as we expected him to be. We need Alvin Kamara to step it up definitely again and show the potential that he promised. But uh yeah i mean the saints have all the pieces we need you know i like our defense we're solid our offense is even better michael thomas out there is one of my favorite receivers for me it's top three receivers in the league right now no doubt um and Bree still has that gas you know there's yeah. nothing uh, there's nothing much much more to say Bree still has it and uh it doesn't disappoint unless he gets injured again like last season uh i see the saints winning this 100 percent. i hear that now to the Bucks, man. Where to start with this Bucks team? <laughs> you guys, I remember, you know, two years ago when the Browns got, or sorry, previously a year ago when the Browns had OBJ and they had Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry. Everyone was riding that Browns bandwagon, saying, "Oh, this is a real dark horse team, a possible Super Bowl contender." And I'm not about to say this the same tag applies to the Bucks, but I will say for everyone out there that's going crazy about Brady, Gronkowski, I know Mike Evans is a beast and Godwin's also a stud out there, but I slow the brakes on the Bucks. I'm not sold fully yet. I don't particularly think that they'll get by the Saints in the division. I think they will definitely get a wild card for sure. But Brady's talent's undeniable. He you know, he was slinging that thing for the Patriots last year. Statistically, it wasn't one of his better years, but I still think he'll be able to do enough with the weapons that he has out there. And then one thing that gets slept on is the fact that the Bucks have a really good defense. And I think that people just discount that because now Brady's there and Gron- Gronkowski resigned and Evans and Godwin. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks defense held its weight just as well as offense does next year as well. Um, I I don't know much on the Bucks uh defense. I'm just gonna go out and say it, but just everything that they've added is kind of crazy. I think I think this whole Brady and Gronk thing could either be really good or it could end up like Paul Pierce and KG when they were on the Nets, <laughs> just washed yeah. up. So you hey. know, like, but it is Tom Brady. He's a goat. So you know, we can't can't really assume it's gonna go that way. But he's got some good weapons too, you know. You got you got sure. players like Mike Evans out there, so you know, like I think he's gonna make it work with, with the weapons he's got. So, 
we'll see where we they can, end up. We can't compare hypes, Max. You compare the hype the Browns had uh, with the Bucks. Mayfield is not Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. no, I understand, for sure. It's not Tom Brady at all. Mayfield is way more irregular than Tom Brady. And Tom, although Tom Brady is getting old, guy is still the GOAT. You know, I hate him. I hate him. And <laughs> there's a lot of people that are going to bash at me after saying this, especially my friends, after I said Tom Brady's the GOAT, but I fucking hate him. But, um, man, him and Gronkowski again. I'm just excited to see that. I like Gronkowski. He's one of my favorite players ever. And uh, one thing I'd like to mention is that the Bucks at last year, they actually had a pretty good offense. I mean, I know Jameis Winston yeah. throws a lot of picks. And uh, I actually like Jameis Winston being the, the second-string quarterback for the Saints. I forgot to mention that about the Saints. Uh, he's with oh, us yeah. now. But, um, yeah, I actually like that move. Uh, I still believe he's a good quarterback. Uh, but... Um, I don't know, man. I, th I think it's like Max said. I don't think they have enough gas to be to win the division. They're for sure going to be better than last year because Brady's way more. It's it's has way more experience than James Winston had and knows how to play with that offense that he already had. I like Mike Evans too, but I just I just think they don't have the gas. You know, Gronkowski is very injury prone. Like people tend to forget Gronk is not the Gronk like five years ago. Like he's still a beast. He's still got great hands. Guys can still run, but. Off of Gronkowski, it looks like a robot, you know? Like, he, he looks like fucking Robocop out there because he, <laughs> he has to wear all these pads and shit to protect him. So, I don't, don't go don't go on the hype that they're going to, like, win a Super Bowl or something on their first year. But uh, definitely better than last year, for sure. It'll yeah. be crazy if they do, though. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be crazy if they do. I'll I'll just shove it up, man. I hate Brady, and that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt, but I don't care. Yeah, I'm not a huge Brady fan either. I guess the point I was trying to make, just like with the Browns comparison, is you're totally right, how you hit the nail on the head. Mayfield is not at all Brady in uh. any sense of the word. But I guess where I was coming from, it's just like there was a lot of hype surrounding that team in terms of them making the playoffs and even possibly making a deep run. I think just a lot of people are now, you know, maybe it's that Brady effect where Brady goes, you know, fans go, bandwagon fans go. But I just hear too many people having these really lofty and large expectations for the Bucks this year. And I just wouldn't even be surprised if they fall very short from where a lot of people expect them to be. Wouldn't be surprised if they don't win the division. I would be surprised if they didn't get a wild card, though. I will say that. Yeah. Um, so now to the Falcons, the last team in the NFC South. I think the Falcons could surprise some people, too. Um, you bring in Todd Gurley. Who knows really where Todd Gurley's at in terms of his knee and his health there. But if Gurley can even somewhat get back to what he was able to do in years past with the Rams, that's a great that's a great running back to have in the backfield there. Obviously, you have Calvin Ridley. You have Julio Jones on the outside. They lost Hooper to the Browns in free agency, which will be a big loss because Hooper was one of the best head ends in the NFL last year. But you also look at their defense. Their defense played really good football at the end of the stretch last year in the last five or six games. They actually beat the Niners in San Francisco, um, kind of on a, like a last-second play there. But the, yeah. they did lose a few pieces. Devondre Campbell, like we talked about earlier, went to the Cardinals in free agency. That was one of their stud linebackers. But if the defense can hold up and Matt Ryan's able to play consistent football without turning the ball over, he's able to get the ball to weapons like Gurley, Jones, and Calvin Ridley. I think the Falcons will some surprise some people. Whether that means they're better than the Bucks, I don't know. I certainly don't think they'll be better than the Saints, but I think I think they'll be solid. 
definitely. They started. They they had a pretty good run um the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. So the the key for them this year is going to be to not have a slow start. They gotta they gotta get up and running. And if if they just I forget the the first couple games. I'm drawing a blank. But if they just if they um, play good those first couple games, you know, with all these new weapons they have now, um, they could they can try to make a difference in their division. So I think it will be either between – I think I'm going to have the Saints winning, but between them and Tampa Bay, it's going to be a, a toss-up. I don't even think it's going to be close to Tampa Bay, man. I mean, uh, uh, well, where to start with these Falcons, man? Like, first of all, they were a disappointment last season. The only good thing uh, – the only thing that made the Falcons relevant – in the NFL was the fact that Julio Jones is still there, fucking God between receivers. <laughs> it's a God between men. That's what it is. Julio Jones is a guy that needs to get out of Atlanta. Like, now, he needs a ring. He deserves it. Uh, with that being said, and also the new jerseys are nice, but with that being said, I don't think Todd Gurley is going to be Todd Gurley. It's just it's not going to be Todd Gurley. We, we've seen many running backs before uh, being really good, and after some injuries on the knees, it's over. It's it's not like over over in the terms that you're gonna be relevant, but it's not gonna be Todd Gurley. Don't think about it. I've I've seen a lot of fans from a from a, a lot of Falcons fans on social media saying they got Todd Gurley and it's now it's like gonna be like a Super Bowl run. I hate to disappoint y'all, but Todd Gurley is not gonna be the same guy. And um uh well they got they got nice pieces the pieces on the draft too. They got a new cornerback for defense, but uh I just think it's not enough, and I I kind of stopped believing in Matt Ryan. I, I he's a still solid, he's still a solid QB, but I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough, and uh, him and Julio prove the prove those they they can still get some chips, but they're not they're not even gonna compete with the Bucks. I feel. And one last thing I like to mention about these Falcons, man, the their kicker is getting a lot of hype. The guy's called Young Ho. Just yeah, saying. cool. <laughs> uh, um, the guy's getting a lot of hype. He's actually a nice keeper, but bro, can you disrespect Michael Vick like that? What did he I do? Mean, he has number seven. Uh, he wears number seven. I mean, mm. hold up. So, anything from Atlanta. I know Michael Vick has done some crazy shit, and I totally <laughs> hate that. I hate the thing, the fact that he got got in jail and the dog fight thing. But listen, Michael Vick is probably the best player that ever went through the Falcons. On his uh, some people would say prime time, but I understand yeah. what you're saying. I mean, sure. I mean, I'd say I, I, I understand the, the argument on prime time, but it's just like, bro, Michael Vick just just changed the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to retire a number like that, man. You cannot give it to a kicker, bro. Like, that's mad disrespect. But that's just like that. That has nothing to do with the conversation we had. Just something that I'd like to point out. I got really mm-hmm. pissed when I saw that. But um, yeah, I don't see them competing with the Bucks. I'm just for, for yeah, sure. I, I, so. I I think we could all probably agree if it weren't for the dog fighting, Michael Vick's number would for sure be retired right now. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot definitely. of stigma and just kind of a lot of drama that surrounds that whole situation. Who knows? Maybe one day it does as as you know things start to flatten out and people kind of forget he deserves it. He was for sure a beast. I remember that Madden 07 game. You put Mike yeah. Vick in there, dude. It was the cheat code, bro. He started running off on the plug, man, all day long. Crazy stuff. Um, Imagine that on Kyle's hand. That's all he does on Madden. He just runs the quarterback, <laughs> bro. That's all he does. It worked. It worked. <laughs> hey, man, you got to stick with what you know in that game, bro, for sure. Exactly. All right. So I think now we got to pick a division winner here. Are we three for three across the board and that the Saints are going to take it? 
Yes, yep. sir. All right, sweet. On to the NFC East. Yes. The New York football giants, the Washington football Redskins, the Philly Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. Start with the Giants. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones will be back there slinging the rock. A big issue for the Giants last year was that they were unable to protect the quarterback, not to mention their defense was atrocious. So there's a lot of problems in New York. Obviously, they got Saquon Barkley still there running the rock. He's a beast. Um, in terms of this division, they don't have much of a chance. They still need probably another draft or two before they can kind of you know get some chips into their stock in terms of developing younger players towards the future. I don't think there really needs to be much much to be said here, but let me know if you guys got anything. Yeah, there's not much to be said. Saquon's going to do what he does, and that's that. I think they got a, a rookie coach, too. Um, so mm-hmm. Joe Judge. Yeah, so we'll see how things kind of work out, but they're not going to win much. Yeah, I think the Just Giants are going to be there with the Lions when it comes to – with the Lions, with the, with the Bengals, sorry, when it comes to um, the Panthers. The Bengals, what the hell? <laughs> the Panthers, when it comes to more games lost, uh, there's a lot of Tigers in this fucking NFL, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, a lot of variations. Um, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, and I I really hope Shaquan Barkley is not going to get injured again because, yeah. goddamn, the guy's wasting his prime and he's going to getting a lot of injuries. But um, with that being said, there's not much more about the Giants, like you said. Uh, I hope they're, they're off they, their own linemen they, they drafted are actually good. And they get to protect Shaquan and especially their quarterback. But um, without that, they just don't have the weapons, you know, to compete yet. They mm-hmm. still need a one more draft at least, maybe two. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's it. There's not much to say. Now to the Washington Redskins. Um, Chase Young, the number two pick in the draft. The guy's a phenom. Come in there right away and just start sacking quarterbacks and just causing havoc all over the field. So there's that. Seems like Dwayne Haskins most likely will be the guy this year that's going to be at the quarterback position. I think Case Keenum got brought in in free agency. Um, That's kind of just a solid fallback option in terms of if Haskins really shits the bed. I know Haskins has a lot of critics. Kind of an interesting year for him last year. Didn't do much. And then there's that funny moment where the game's still going on. He's supposed to be on the field taking a knee, but he's taking <laughs> selfies with fans on the sidelines. So it kind of makes you makes you wonder what the fuck he's thinking. But the Redskins actually have a pretty solid D-line and have some few pieces on defense other than that. But the biggest limitation here for them, I see, is Haskins, unless he just blows us away and in that second year just takes, takes a really big leap in terms of development. I don't think there really needs to be too much said here. Just the same with the Giants. The Redskins might get a little bit better, but they're not competing. Yeah, definitely. It seems like their roster has taken taken like a nice good shape. So mm-hmm. everything except the quarterback situation, we kind of got to wait and see what's happening with that. Like if if Haskins is going to perform this year or what. So and then we'll see. Um, is a uh, Riverboat Ron still there? Yeah, Riverboat Ron. Just because yeah. uh, he he got fired fired from Carolina, as we know, last year. And that was one of the things I forgot to say that I did want to say is I think that's a great hire. I think uh, Ron Rivera is a really good coach. I thought it was kind of peculiar how that situation ended in North Carolina, rather Carolina Panthers. But I just always thought he was a good coach, and I thought he was a great leader. And it seems like you listen to quotes from guys that have played for him in in the past or in the present, and nobody has any bad things to say about him. They say he's a great leader. He knows what he's doing. Um, so I was surprised, but I think that's a really good hire for the Redskins for sure. Yeah, nah, that was just a tough situation. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Things are just, I guess things are just going left in the organization. So whatever, don't care. But last thing I want to know is what my boy Chudy has to say about this team. Yeah. I don't think they're doing too well, but we'll see. Listen, I got mad respect, especially for Alex Smith, man. I saw an Instagram guy. He's still trying. Dude, he's, he's trying, trying to get trying back, to bro. Get back. He's trying to get back. Dude, guy's half broken. Like, if Gronk is Robocop, Alex Smith is like the Terminator, bro. He's like <laughs> 100% robot. There's no chance that guy can still walk. And he's still throwing dimes. But uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, the only thing I'm curious about this season when it comes to the Redskins is uh, watching Chase Young play and... Uh, Seeing Thaddeus Moss, I want to see how it does at the tight end position because there's a lot of opinions about him saying he's not that good. It's just he was just in a nice team uh, in college and now he's going to be exposed. Um, I think the guy has a nice build and he has a very nice person to teach him how to <laughs> catch the damn ball, right? Guys, the son of Randy Moss, but um, mm-hmm. especially Shay's young man. I want to see how he does this season. I really hope he has all the success in right in, in Washington for sure. No question. Now on to the Eagles. This is my division winner here. The Eagles have weapons. Djax is now healthy. Alshon should be healthy. Zach Hurts is one of the best tight ends in the league. Jalen Rager, the wide receiver they drafted from TCU, should be able to come in and play in the slot a little bit, maybe do some gadget-type stuff for them, which would be cool, man. I think he'll be a weapon for sure. Carson Wentz, the biggest thing is the man needs to stay healthy. Obviously, in the playoffs last year, he got knocked upside the head. Kind of a cheap shot from Jadavian Clowney, and he got concussed and had to leave the game. But if Wentz can do his thing, I think the Eagles will win the division. And the other side of things is that the Eagles have a crazy, wicked defense, man. They got edge rushers everywhere. They they got guys in the middle that can stop the run and also kind of push forward and get in the quarterback's face a little bit. You had Darius Slay there on the outside. That's just one of the, the primetime showstoppers at the cornerback position in the NFL. I know they lost Michael Jenkins, the safety and free agency, to the Saints, but I still think the defense will be good. And they got the weapons on O. It's just up to Wentz to just make it happen out there. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. That's everything that needs to be said about them. I, I, I like them way better than the Cowboys in this one. So mm-hmm. every year I'm hoping that, you know, they could they could do a little bit better. I know last year. Um, it was a tough, it was a tough situation because at one point, weren't there only like three active receivers? Dude, they right? were bringing guys off the street, bro. Guy, yeah. Guys that played like cornerback in Canadian football. <laughs> they were just I'm like saying, bringing out the full so, assortment. So obviously I think it's a thing, it's, it's health for them. So if they can stay healthy, I think they're the better team to me at least. And then uh, I'm guessing that the reason they went with Jalen Hurts was in case once goes down, you know, seeing that he is injury prone. So I guess they yeah, do have faith in him or something, or I don't know what, but we'll, you, we'll see what's up it, with them. You said it best, bro. You just seen, there's just been multiple occasions now where Wentz has gotten hurt and it seems like the backup quarterback position in Philly is pretty important because it seems like they're out there at least three or four or five different games a year now. So, and I also yeah. read that they're going to try and put Hurts in some like, wildcat situations or they might even put him at running back a few times which nah, seems stupid because i know which seems stupid because don't then what you're gonna injure him running. and then you're yeah. on your you're on your third stringer but I've, I've just seen some different ideas on how to use hertz hertz was my one of my favorite quarterbacks in the draft i really really like him thought it was a little bit of a reach for the eagles personally but yeah 
Um, uh, the Eagles are definitely my favorite team for this uh, from this division too, and uh, I go with Max when uh, when I say that is their success also comes with uh, injuries uh, or not having injuries in this case. I hope the Sean Jackson also also keeps healthy because uh, uh, well Carson Wentz uh, has been injured like pretty much every season he's played for the Eagles, but uh, he still got some gas in him. And I think like if Carson Wentz goes down again, uh, we actually got to see. Jalen Hurts throwing some rocks. I don't think that's enough to carry a team. Obviously, they need Carson Wentz. But I'm more concerned about Deshaun Jackson, man. I think if he gets a big injury again, that's over for him. That's game over when it comes to his career because the guy's not getting younger. But um, if the whole team stays healthy, man, they got weapons everywhere. They definitely, for me, they are better than the Cowboys. Um, yeah. I just like the way the Eagles play overall, man. I like, I like Carson Wentz. He used to be more mobile. He's not so mobile now. But... Um, yeah, so there's not much to see. You guys just hit the the nail right in the head right there. So mm-hmm. let's just hope they get healthy. Yeah, so that leaves us to the last team here in the NFC and the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys struggled pretty badly on defense really last year. Their secondary just got torn up everywhere. And now Byron Jones, as Tiago knows, has left Dallas and signed a free agent deal with the Dolphins. Um, but I know they signed Daryl Worley from the Raiders, who's a solid player and he's versatile. He can play some safety, play some corner. But I still see a lot of holes on that Cowboys defense, specifically at cornerback and specifically in the interior of the D-line. They obviously still have DeMarcus Lawrence as a beast, and then they have the two stud linebackers in Jalen Smith and uh, the guy from Boise State, the white dude. I can't remember his name right now. But then on offense, you add... C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma in the first round. That's real big. You got to pair him with Michael Gallup and Mari Cooper. That's tough. And Dak, Dak Prescott, you know, he did his thing, like, really well last year. He played good football. Wasn't good enough to make the playoffs. But I think the Cowboys will make some noise, but they're not going to win the division. No, nah, I see them coming in second as well. I'm, I'm hoping C.D. does amazing, though. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I really like him. So, we'll see. Hopefully, Dak can use him properly. Um. I mean, other than that, though, I don't know why. I just got this crazy hate for the Cowboys. So, you know, <laughs> that's my thoughts on that. Man, Cowboys. <laughs> I don't like the Cowboys as a team, man. I hate the fact they call themselves the America's team. But I don't know, man. They they look scary every year. Last year, they looked scary, too, with all their weapons. But they just seem to flop every year. And that gives me a lot of joy. So, um <laughs> I mean, what else, bro? I just hope they flop again, I guess. Not hating on the Cowboys, but um, I actually, I don't see them flopping, to be honest. I think they have pretty nice weapons this year. We talked that when we mentioned, when we talked about the NFL draft uh, here on this podcast, I mentioned that uh, the new wide receiver they just got, I think it's going to be a great weapon for them to use next to uh, to Amari Cooper. So um, hopefully they're not, they're not going to win the division, but uh I don't know, man. Maybe they get like a wild card run or something because uh-huh. weapons they have for sure. So let's see how it goes for them. Okay, so let's close this thing out here. It sounds like we've got Eagles three for three, right? All the NFC's division winners. Yep. And then they stay healthy. Right. So I'm just going to run it back here. For the NFC West, we decided the Niners most likely will take that one. There's a little bit of inconclusiveness here in the NFC North. I think Kyle and I lean towards the Vikings, and Tiago has the Bears. In the South, we were 3-for-3 three three on the Saints winning that division. And in the East, we were 3-for-3 three three on the Eagles winning the division. Obviously, 
that that pertains to them staying healthy throughout the season. Now we have to pick some wild cards here. So there's going to be two wild cards in the NFC. Kyle, why don't you go first and tell me who do you think has a good chance of taking those two wild card slots? Uh, uh, should I just throw one out? Yeah, just throw toss one them out. out. Um, I guess. I guess the Cowboys, right? Yeah, I think it's solid for yeah. sure. Yeah, I rock with the Cowboys. What do you um, got, Tiago? Or don't both um, out, Kyle. We need two here. Uh, Cowboys, Seahawks, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll go Cowboys, Bucks. Okay, feel that. I want to say the Cowboys, but I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. I'm gonna say Seahawks, Bucks. So like two for that. the Cowboys, two for the Bucks. Yeah. That you know what? I like those better. I like those better. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I think it's tough. It's <laughs> tough to really say because there's so many pieces in play when it comes to wild card, depending on what what schedule each division has. Because some schedule, some some divisions will have to go play tougher teams in the AFC conference, and some some teams might have an easier schedule. So it's tough to totally predict without seeing everything that's on the table. But I think kind of what we all selected there, I think those are all very viable candidates for getting the wild card. Yep. Now to the AFC. Let's start in the West. In the West, you have the Las Vegas Raiders, the Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders obviously are now in Vegas. They have Henry Ruggs III. They actually drafted about three wide receivers in the draft. That was their biggest problem last year, just not having any weapons on the outside. It really plagued Carr. Carr actually had a pretty good year. But the ball wasn't moving down the field much because of the fact that there just wasn't much speed out there. They tried to address some holes on defense. They brought in a few linebackers. They got Littleton from the Rams. They got Kwiatkowski from the Bears, who filled in well at middle linebacker last year. Still problems at the defensive back position. The offense could be explosive from time to time this year, but they're not going to win the division. No, they're... I'm going to say... Probably they might be last in the division. I don't know. It'll Seriously be a toss possible. Up. Yeah, but I'm excited to see how the season goes. Um, and L- uh, not LA, LV, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the um, I like the draft picks that they had. I like the receivers. I think I think things could work out. I'm not sure what Carr did last year, but I think pretty much just getting the ball down the field is just their problem. So, so we'll see. Man, I actually saw the Raiders as being a big surprise this year. You know, all the hype of changing to Vegas, having that huge stadium. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Know. I don't see them losing uh, the division, though. I don't think they're going to be. They're, they're going to be. I, I mean, I just meant that they're not going to be last. I think the Chargers will be last. Uh, but um, I don't know. It depends a lot on Carr. I had this conversation with you, Max. Like, is Derek Carr a real first string QB or not? Like, we're about to see. Right, yeah. like he, every year, it seems like people are trying to give him pieces, trying to make him work, but um, he's just being mediocre. And I told you that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna win the division either. Uh, obviously, they have KC there, but uh, I see them as a surprise run this year. I'd like to see the Raiders being in the wild card game. Actually, I'd like. I think that would be nice for all the Raiders fans that have been like dying to see them in the playoffs. And uh, Derek Carr actually being successful one season, that, that's going to shut me up for sure. I'll make him prove that he's a first-string QB. But uh, 
It's like you guys said. I don't know. We can never tell. But for sure not going to be last. I think they're still going to be better than the Chargers. Yes. Yeah, I don't. They do have uh, four, like, nighttime games, primetime games. Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. In Vegas with the, let's see, the Bucks, Saints. but, when a team gets I mean, hyped up, hyped up that much, it either goes both ways. Either it's a big flop and everybody gets disappointed. But I think in this case, the hype, the hype of changing to Vegas and having the new stadium is actually going to be a nice factor when it comes to motivating the team. Right. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I personally don't think they'll come in last in the division. But as a Raiders fan, having gone through this horrible experience that is Raiders football over the last <laughs> 20 years, nothing surprises me at this point. So. It did, if it did happen, um, I wouldn't wake up and be shocked. But that being said, now we go to the Denver Broncos. Broncos did have some issues on defense last year. No quarterbacks, no, no quarterback play to speak of at all. They started with Flacco. He was god-awful. Kind of got a little banged up, and then Locke came in at the end of the year. He was terrible, too, but what can you really expect? He's a rookie. I know they have high hopes moving forward. And then you think about the draft. They... They bring in Jerry Judy to line up with Cortland Sutton. They draft KJ Hamler, the slot receiver from Penn State. The man's a beast. He's just slippery as hell, finds ways to get open all over the field. They lost Chris Harris, their stud cornerback, to the Chargers in free agency, which will be a blow. Um, That'll be tough for them. But I don't see the Broncos doing much really here unless unless Locke just takes a real leap here in his second year. I'm not sold on Locke at all. I watched him play quite a bit last year. And he's just all over the place with his footwork, with his throws, just sailing the ball over people's heads. So I'm not a big fan of the Broncos. I actually see them as being the worst team in the division for sure. But let me know what you guys have. I think it's an interesting team right here. I'm kind of interested to see what uh, Locke is going to do. I think he's going to do, you know, better than expected. I mean, came in, uh, came at the end of the year. When, uh, what week did he come in exactly? Uh, I couldn't say specifically, but I think he started about three or four games, so like week twelve yeah. or so. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, you know. Like, yeah, there was some things that he could work on, but you know, um, adding uh adding receivers into the draft that's good too. So we'll we'll see. I mean, the bottom three teams in this conference are just not, you know, the best. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. I actually think Drew Locke might be a surprise this year also. I don't know, man. Uh, I just have a feeling for him. You know, like when you when you watch a player that is not that good, but uh, there's still something in you in his game that tells you that he might, like, explode some season and just become, like, a superstar out of nowhere. I don't know. That might be Drew Locke. But I, um, apart from that, I mean, Von Miller on the team is, also, is always a threat. Uh, I, I've been loving Von Miller's game since I started watching the NFL. And... Um, Apart from that, too, the draft was nice. They got Jerry Judy. I like Melvin Gordon as a running back, too. Mm-hmm. It's obvi- it's obviously not a team to make a big run this year. Like Kyle said, the top three bottom teams of this conference are just out there. But um, I see them being better than the Chargers still, and it looks like I'm hating the Chargers all the way, but I just feel they're going to be like dysfunctional this year. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm curious to see what Lo- what Locke is bringing to the table this year and how Jerry Judy plays along with him. And um, one more great season of football watching uh, Von Miller play out there in the defense. It's always great. yeah, for sure. That Bradley Chubb Von Miller tandem at defensive end is pretty tough. I know Chubb yeah. got injured there last year, 
But if he can come back healthy, he's young, and Vaughn's still pretty much in his prime, really. So that's tough for sure. Um, that being said, to the Chiefs, uh, my my thoughts here are the rich pretty much just get richer. They didn't really lose anyone in free agency. They were able to restructure, Sam, restructure Sammy Watkins' contract, so he came back. They get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the running back from LSU in the draft. I really like that move. I just think personnel-wise, he fits very well in terms of what the, the Chiefs try and accomplish on offense. And there's just not much to be said about Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's a, he's a front runner for the MVP again. No doubt will lead that Chiefs team to a long run in the playoffs. Who knows if that's the Super Bowl again. But the Chiefs are for sure going to win this division and should have much success in 2020. Um. Yeah, I agree. They're, it's going to be hard to repeat Super Bowl champs, but they're definitely going to win the division. Like it's going to be cakewalk. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the expression he used, Max. That actually just sum it up all the riches get richer. I don't see the the Chiefs didn't get any worse at all. Like I just, uh, if I had to pick a team now to win the Super Bowl, my logic would be the Chiefs. They just have mm-hmm. a complete team. They have a nice defense. A nice offense, Patrick Mahomes. He's an MVP caliber player for sure, and he's still young, so he's still got room to develop. Um, bro, when you have a, a receiver like Tyreek Hill and a tight end like Travis Kelsey out there, that's just scary, man. You got a lot of options. Hill is just getting faster, man. And uh, with Mahomes' arm, he can put the ball anywhere he wants. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say there. We can just admit they're going to win the, the division, that's for sure. For sure. I think the only question marks they really have are on defense, more so in the secondary. But if they're able to hold up, they got Chris Jones, a D-tackle, one of the best in the league, and Frank Clark does his thing on the outside rushing. So if the defense can hold up, obviously Tyron Matthew back there in the secondary. If they can hold up, they should have no problems winning the division. And if they can hold up really well, should be in the Super Bowl again, most likely, one would assume. The Ravens might might have a final say in that matter, though. Uh, so now to the last team in the division, the team that Tiago apparently hates a whole lot, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, the Chargers drafted Herbert out of the University of Oregon to be their future quarterback moving forward. They lost Melvin Gordon for agency to the Broncos. But the Chargers have a really good defense. They gained Chris Harris, a cornerback on the outside. You have the Bosa brother, not Nick, but Joey. And then you have Melvin Ingram, who's also just a stud on the other side. So I really like that Charger defense. But I have a lot of question marks on offense. Not at wide receiver at all, though. Because Keenan Allen's a beast. Mike Williams is really solid. And then Hunter Henry, obviously he's not stayed healthy at all really in his career. But when he is healthy and is on the field, he's just really athletic. He can go out and make all the catches. He can block a little bit. So he's a versatile, solid tight end but the real question here is who's going to play quarterback if i had to guess i think that tyrod will probably get the nod at the beginning and herbert will take some weeks to learn and get comfortable as a pro and if tyrod's just not getting it done i can see a situation in week six seven or eight where herbert comes in and gets some work but i don't see the chargers doing a whole lot but i do think it's the team moving forward that does have some pieces, and if, if Herbert does pan out well, they could be like a force to reckon with in the AFC a few years from now. Definitely. I got to take back what I said about the Raiders being the last team. I <laughs> think it's still going to be a toss-up, but maybe the Chargers will be down here. I just don't have faith in their quarterback and Tyrod Taylor. But 
it's also going to be um, interesting, too, because coming out of this whole uh, coronavirus situation, I'm assuming we're not going to have as many weeks to, you know, go through camp and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're probably just going to go with the safe bet of going with Tyra Taylor instead of throwing in the rookie, you know. Yeah, and exactly. They have the vet ready. So, um, but, you know, there's no questions with the receivers. It seems like their defense is pretty straight. It's just probably just their quarterback, so. Listen, I don't hate the Chargers. I actually <laughs> like the Chargers, yeah, when, uh, especially when yeah. Antonio Gates was there. What do you mean I hate the Chargers? I like Gates playing for the Chargers, but it's one of my favorite players. But uh, I just think they're going to be dysfunctional, man. If they were dysfunctional last year with, with Phil still there, they're going to be even more dysfunctional. this year. I mean, really, Tyra Taylor? Bro, I mean, <laughs> remember when he, yeah. like, when, he, when he played for the Browns uh, two years ago? He was and- awful. Oh my god, bro. Like poor guy. I mean <laughs> you know, like there's no way. They have they have very nice players actually. I like I like Keenan Allen is a beast at receiver. And uh and Austin Eckler is also running back too. Yeah, He's putting numbers sure. worth of uh fantasy games picks. I know that because uh he been fucking me up very badly because <laughs> I never pick him, but uh Apart from that, and Boza is also a very nice defensive end too. But apart from that, with the quarterback situation they are in now, and what from what we saw last year, I think they're going to be very dysfunctional this year. I think they have uh, some ways to build for for next year because they have young players. Uh, Boza is still is still young, um, and obviously, uh, obviously they just drafted a new QB and Justin Herbert. But uh, this year, I think they're going to be also one of, maybe one of the worst teams in the league, but definitely the worst team in this division. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we're three for three. The Chiefs are going to take the AFC West, no doubt. Now to the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's just start with the Bengals here, get them out of the way. Joe Burrow from LSU will be the quarterback. He will for sure start week one, no question about it. A.J. Green's still out there. He's got a pretty big history now of injuries. Didn't really play at all last year. But if Green can stay on the field, that'll be a weapon there. They have Tyler Boyd, another solid wide receiver from the University of Pittsburgh who's been in the league for a few years. They're going to have problems on defense. Still Geno Atkins rushing up the middle. Got a, you know, a few guys that are so-so at defensive back, but I think they'll come in last place in this division for sure. Yeah, it's just hard. You got a rookie quarterback, so you can't really expect to to be the best team in the league. but. You know, once again, does one of those where it's going to have to see, like, what Joe does during that season. You still have, you know, uh, A.J. Green out there, so that's that's good. No, Always AJ. coming in there. Oh, oh no, sorry, my bad. No, AJ, no, 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 A.J. Green is there. I thought you were going to say Andy Dalton. My bad. Oh, no, no, no. Like, what? No. Nah, I, so. I misheard. What you yeah. said didn't register in my brain. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Go ahead, Tiago. I mean, I hear you guys saying uh, they're definitely going to be the worst team in this division because it's also a hard division with the Ravens and Browns out there and the Steelers are actually not doing bad. But uh, you guys forgot to mention, I think, like, I I totally agree that Joe Burrow has a lot to grow uh, and is going to be a great player for sure. AJ Green is is already established nice wide receiver, although he's always injured. But how about Mixon? Yeah. I think Mixon is a great running back. I think think Mixon has, uh, has great potential. He has not having a good O line for sure. With with with, and that always hurts uh, the running back and the quarterback. So uh, I think if they if they um, if they keep building now like a nice O line line for the future, I think Mixon is also is is going to be like a, I'd say like an an all star in this in this uh, 
uh, an all pro for for the NFL. I, I see Mixon as a great, um, as a strong, fast uh, running back with great potential for this team. And um, but this year, I mean, it's hard. We just drafted EQB. He still has to adapt to the to the system of the Bengals. Uh, I don't think AJ Green is going to stay healthy for the whole or the whole season. I've just watched that the, the last couple of years. AJ Green is just being. You know, he plays a couple of games. Last, last season, he didn't even play. He plays a couple of games. It's like Deshaun Jackson. You know, you can never tell. He can make, like, a awesome, like, three-game runs and then get injured, and that's over for him. But um, I'm curious for Mixon again. Every season, I want to see uh, what Mixon brings new to the table because he seems to be developed from year to year. So let's see. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm kind of surprised that I didn't mention Mixon. Mixon's he's up there, man, in terms of best running backs in the league. Definitely top 10 for sure. But kind of like you said, Tiago, the Bengals had no offensive line help in terms of protecting the quarterback and also their 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 ability to block down the field for Mexican was pretty bad too. So I think they tried to shore up that O-line a little bit with some, some draft picks later on that were made. But it'll be interesting. Now to the Steelers. Big Ben's going to be back. It's all <laughs> presuming that he's healthy. He's certainly getting older. But you have Juju, you have James Washington, you have the guy from Toledo, can't remember, Deontay Johnson, I think his name is. And then the Steelers' defense is just still vaunted. Minka, Roman back there at safety. And they just have a few guys that are just beasts. Bud Dupree that plays the end, the other Watt brother, TJ Watt, just a beast. And then they got linebackers for sure. So I think... The Steelers are going to give the Ravens a run for their money for sure. Um, what do you guys think? <laughs> the Steelers. Uh, no, nah, that's funny. But who's a, who's a running back? I want to say James, James Conner. Yeah, he's yeah. always an interesting player I, I watch. I mean, he's always putting up numbers. So that that's going to be a key guy for them right there. And, yeah, we'll see what, we'll see what Big Ben does if he does mm-hmm. much. But – they're for some reason they're always up there. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna, I feel like, like they're gonna compete, but like the Ravens are gonna destroy them. <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. I I understand what you're saying. Like the Ravens are just absolute monsters for sure. Like on the offense and defensive side of the ball. But I think Big Ben is one of those quarterbacks, kind of like Russell Wilson too, where like you can never count them out. Oh just God, like no. back against the walls, just always gonna make plays. And like we said, Ben's getting older, and who knows what his health situation really is. But I just would not count them out of that division. Not saying they're going to win, but I just would not count them out. Bro, last time I saw Big Ben on social media, it was looking like Santa Claus with that yeah. beard. Bro, guy's fat and has a huge beard. How like he looks like my dad? Like if you told me my dad is going to throw a ball in an NFL game, I think he's going to die, bro. Like guy's been looking like Santa Claus, literally. I don't think Big, like, I think Big Ben this year is about to be another Philip Rivers, bro. Like, he's just going to flop. Like, people are going to be like, hey, you know what? Your time is over. Because it yeah. is over. It was over last year, bro. I Two years ago, uh, I, I actually followed the Steelers uh, season when they missed the playoffs for one game. It's just... It's just Big Ben is making a lot of mistakes. He's not mobile for a while. I know he's strong, and he can. It, it, it's hard to make him fumble. It's hard to bring him down. But the guy is just... He's old, man. He's over. Like, you know what? Steelers, like, get over it. And, um, and uh, I like the run they made last year without him, actually, and trying all these new, these new QBs. Mason Rudolph lost part of his head. And uh, we, all, we all know how that went out. But um, 
Their defense is pretty solid. I hate to say it. Uh, the fact that Minka Fitzpatrick is playing good for them, it hurts me a lot. I like Joe Hayden too. Uh, Juju Schmidt-Schuster is a great uh, wide receiver, although I think he still has a lot to improve. He's still not in the top list for receivers, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, James Conner is putting up numbers like Kyle said, but uh, this year, nah, man. Just uh, Big Ben, don't trust him, bro. I don't, I don't think Big Ben is going to do absolutely nothing this year. He might as well get injured again. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's way out of his time, man. Like he. he I don't think he's mm-hmm. even like in shape to play, man. I don't know why people like believe him so much. I know he brings a lot of success to the Steelers, and I used to love Roethlisberger, but at some point in your career, you gotta look at yourself and think, man, I'm fat, you know, like I can't play, bro. I'm just, I just can't. Like I just came off an injury, a season-ending injury. I'm not in shape. I can still throw the rock, but it's just not enough to carry a team like the Steelers. The Steelers need to start thinking mm-hmm. about quarterback options for the future. The last thing I'll say on this one is you look at the the body of work the Steelers were able to put in last year, really solid, almost getting that wild card slot. And the quarterbacks that they had in there, Mason Rudolph was god-awful. Duck Hodges, eh, had a game or two. He was all right. But for the most part, pretty bad. Roethlisberger is still two times a better quarterback than both okay. of those players are. So I'm not saying, like I said, I don't think they'll beat the Ravens for the division. But you think about it like this. Big Ben has been fat for the last few years, bro, and he's still been finding ways to get it done. He's kind of that one quarterback where he just can be kind of pudgy and just like you try and sack him. He doesn't go down the first time. I don't know. He just makes plays, man. I'll be curious to see. I am kind of concerned because I did kind of see a few pictures of him just looking super big, just with that crazy beard. And then I saw something the other day that said, he has no workout plan at all in the off seasons. They're saying that he just drinks beer and he goes plays golf and stuff too. Hey, I love doing that shit, but I'm not getting paid millions of dollars from the quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> like I drink a couple of beers on the weekend too, but I'm not gonna play like for 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 the Steelers like trying to win a division out there. You know, <laughs> saying that I don't right. look like fucking Santa Claus on social <laughs> media, bro. You're still the QB one. You're still the the face of the franchise, and you'll be looking like you're homeless or some shit like that, right? You gotta like think about those things, you know. Yeah, Roethlisberger is just doing him, man. I guess that's the best (laughs) way to put it. Okay, so let's speed this up and jump through these here. So we got the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, really inconsistent last year. There seemed to be some drama that was going on with the team. Didn't seem like the locker room presence was that great. Uh, OBJ back again. Didn't didn't have the output of stats you would have hoped you would have had last year for the Browns. Jarvis is still there. Hooper is now over from the – from the Falcons. And then you still got that, that tandem in the backfield. I'd like to see more two back sets from them with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett rushing the passer. The defense is solid. They lost Kirksey in free agency to the Packers at linebacker. But um, I don't know. They're not going to win the division. I don't think they're going to get a wild card either. Any thoughts? Nah, no wild card. It's, it's kind of interesting though. Like how do you have so many good pieces around you and you, <laughs> You just, I guess it's just like the the team name or whatever, like you know, that they just cursed. It's got to Dis- be it or something. Dysfunction, yeah. man. Yeah, um, and then also with you got OBJ, so I'm kind of wondering like what happened last year. Like, was he just like chilling or like just wasn't a productive season? Was he like low key injured or like is it like uh-huh. a like locker room thing? Like maybe he was wanting to get out because I like were there trade talks with him? You know, like earlier uh, or something. 
Yeah, they're, I, I don't know like how extensive or real they are, but I, I feel like OBJ, you always kind of hear OBJ's name in trade talks like every single year now. But I think to yeah. answer your question with not having much knowledge about the situation, I think the problem last year was more Baker Mayfield than uh, OBJ. Yeah. Mayfield just was so inaccurate, just making terrible reads, throwing too many interceptions. Yeah, so I think it more falls on Mayfield than OBJ. Agreed, agreed. I agree with that, although I think OBJ has such a huge ego. Uh, guy <laughs> acts like he's the best receiver in the league, when for me he's not even the top five right now. And I don't mind saying Can't this be. here. Yeah, for sure. But uh, still, so That's why the... he wasn't last year, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I think, but I still think the Browns, if Baker gets his shit together and OBJ does also, I think they're going to get the wild card. Bro, there's just no way with all those pieces that two years in a row you, you, you can flop. Bro, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at the running back. I'm just going to say this. <laughs> like, apart from OBJ, Baker Mayfield, apart from Miles Garrett on defense. And, um, bro, come on, like, it's two years in a row, you know, like the Browns got to make the playoffs someday. Uh, I believe in the wild card for them, but that will require Baker and OBJ to definitely get their shit together because they're both. I First of all, I think May, Mayweather, May, Mayfield was way too hyped up on his first season with the Browns and that kind of ruined his, his, his mentality when he came to the second season, feeling like a superstar and shit when he's still not a superstar for sure. And OBJ always had this ego. Always like in the Giants was the same thing. Guys always fucking crying. We all remember that when he <laughs> fucking punched the net or something. Got punched yeah. back by the net. Like that's OBJ right there. Um, but yeah, they have too many pieces, bro. My, I hope Miles Garrett gets to play again after killing the Steelers quarterback. Uh, yeah, but uh, he'll be back this year for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I want to see the Browns have some success, bro. I have I have this pity for them, you know. I want them to uh, to do, and and also they have one of my favorite receivers playing slot receiver, uh, big guy from the Dolphins. I miss him. Not gonna say his name because I'm gonna cry. But um, yeah, it's all that's all I have to say about the Browns. On to the Ravens. Uh, I don't have much to say about the Ravens. You know, they got better on defense. They got Clayus Campbell in a trade from the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's pretty amazing. I think they got him for like a fifth round or two, which is insane because the guy's still like on top of his game. Lamar, you got Mark Ingram, Hollywood Brown, uh, Mark Andrews at tight end. Uh, still got the safety Earl Thomas back there. And you got Jimmy Smith and uh, Mark Speeders, man, and solid linebackers. It's just, they're really fucking good. There's no like way way to get around it. So I know Lamar struggled in his first year in the playoffs. I think he didn't fucking complete a pass for like two whole quarters against the San Diego Chargers in the game they lost. And I think it was just a bad game all in all for them in the game that they lost to the Titans in the playoffs this previous season. But it's not a huge concern for me right now, but it is still something in the back of my mind. It's like, hey, look, like, yeah. You guys had a great regular season, but nobody gives a shit. You got bounced in the first playoff game. So I'd like to see the Ravens like come back strong again this year and then really push hard and make some moves in the playoffs. I definitely didn't come back strong. I think they're going to put in that, that extra work that they need and mm-hmm. perform in the playoffs so we can get the playoff performance everybody was expecting, the Ravens that we, we were expecting to see. So. Right. Um, and then also just there are two rookies that they brought in, uh, J.K. Dobbins and then uh, Patrick Queen, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So those, yeah, those, those would are, be cool. Those are good too. pickups. Yeah. And um, having another running back behind uh, Ingram would be good too. So, or maybe if he, he might be third, second or third. Don't know. But uh, they have uh, another guy, number 35. Okay. I think, yeah. Can't remember his name. But yeah, but those Dobbins would be, will uh, be in the impact rookie, So, yeah. Dobbins will be in the mix, though. He'll for sure get some carries. Yeah. I have one thing to say about the Ravens and one thing only, and we can go forward. Uh, Lamar Jackson is on a mission. That's all mm-hmm. I have to say, bro. He's on a mission. He got yeah. out last year. Lamar Jackson is on a mission to win it all. That's all I have to say, bro. 100%. I couldn't That's agree more. I think the Ravens going to make some serious noise again. Lamar Jackson's the cheat code, so... When you got weapons at receiver, and you got weapons at running back, and you got a quarterback that can take off like Michael Vick, it's hard to draw up a, a defensive game plan to try and stop that. So we'll see what happens. AFC East time. New York Jets, Jets, Jets. New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills, and the Miami Dolphins. Here Let's start with, the, start with the Jets. So I, re- I really <laughs> – wait, well, say a louder for the people in the back. Super Bowl chance. There we go. Okay, so I like some of the moves that the Jets made. I really do. I think the Jets have a pretty solid defense, actually. It didn't always show up last year, but you got Quentin Williams. You got uh, Jamal Adams out there at safety. You got Marcus May, Brian Poole. You got some, like, real players. The linebacker, Mosley, that was previously with the Ravens. And you look at the offense side of the ball, Obviously, Le'Veon, Sam's throwing the thing at quarterback. Kyle, who's playing wide receiver out there? I know they lost Robbie Anderson. Did they sign anyone in free agency? I can't remember. I know they drafted uh, Denzel Mims, the wide receiver yeah. from Baylor, who's a beast, and they got good value getting him in the second round. And they got but Rashad per- Perryman from Perryman, the- yeah, who's kind of bounced around. from. He started with the Ravens, then I think he went to Tampa Bay, and now he's the, the Jets. But the, the thing I want to make – the point I want to make here about the Jets is there's no more excuses for Sam Darnold. This is the year where he has to put on and show why they drafted him so high when they did two years ago. Because Sam, last year, it was the mono situation where he was sick. He couldn't play for seven weeks. The years passed, he got excuses because the team around him was just so garbage. There was no talent. But there's no more excuses for him. Like he, If, if he's going to be the franchise guy, he's got to step up and show the show the organization that he's ready to take the next step. And if he isn't, I think that the Jets really need to start thinking about their options moving forward at the quarterback position. Yeah, I think this is a year they need to they need to see more production out of him. And they set him up perfect. They went out and they restructured their line, right? Mm-hmm. So you went and picked up linemen in the draft. You went and picked up linemen, free agency, you know? Now all you need is your quarterback to to perform, right? If you yep. if you go and you get all the tools they need, now you, you gotta see some performance out of them. So we'll see we'll see what he comes up with this year. But last year they had a they were seven to six, so mm-hmm. I mean it's not entirely bad. Better better than previous Jets performances. So seven and six at one point during the season. Because there's more games than that. But yeah. They probably were at seven and six at one point, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. And then, and then also, my fall is tripping. But um, good. also too, I think they would um, they would have probably won a couple more games had Sam played. You mm-hmm. know, that's just my thought. But the mono yep. thing kind of set them back. 
for sure. Uh, guys, the last time the Jets did something relevant, Mark Chanches <laughs> ran face into a no lineman's butt and fumbled. That's the last time the Jets made something that at least it was funny. That's the last time I actually enjoyed watching the Jets. And uh, uh, another thing I have to say about the Jets is I really miss Le'Veon Bell on the field. I have no idea where he was last year. Uh, I don't know where you guys hit him, what happened to him. I think he was kidnapped or something. Le'Veon Bell was just missing. I Oh, yeah, he was making rap music. That's it. Uh, but <laughs> on the football field, I don't remember him at all. And Sam Darnold... Uh, He's on a mission too, to prove that he's a quarterback. That's it. That's all he needs to do. He just needs 100%. to prove a quarterback. It's not the same mission as Lamar Jackson uh, at all. <laughs> oh, and he needs to find Le'Veon Bell too. He needs to go to his studio or something and say, hey, bro, come back to the field. We kind of need you to play this year. <laughs> you know, just get some cleats, get some advice from Mark Chen. It sounded like hate, man. Stop hating on my team. Hey, I think he's, he's definitely hating, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't see the Jets doing nothing. I mean, with what? You know, like, who's going to play? Like, somebody's going to show up and be a superstar for a year? Maybe that's I don't know. I mean, I'll save this take for later. But, okay, now on to the New England Patriots. Patriots obviously lose Tom Brady in free agency to the Buccaneers. Uh, now it's expected that Jared Stidham will step in and play quarterback for the Patriots. The Patriots still have a lot of good pieces on defense. Uh, Gilmore, the cornerback that previously played in Buffalo, is a beast. They still got pieces, a linebacker, and to end. And then they got the McCourty bros back there playing, playing safety. So the biggest question mark is just offensively because there's not a whole lot of offense that, or weapons at tight end or receiver for the Patriots, and who knows what this guy Sidham is going to do. So lot to be seen for the Patriots this year. Yeah, that's pretty much it, just seeing what, what exactly he's going to do and how he was training under Tom. So, see, they're still a good team. It's the Patriots, so mm-hmm. you can never hate on Or you can never, um, you know, forget them. So, yep. Uh, Bill Belichick. That's that's all I have to say. Uh, I don't I don't think they're gonna be very relevant this year, obviously. But uh, like you said, they still have nice pieces. Julian Julian Edelman is still there, mm-hmm. uh, and this new quarterback, Jared Stidham. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, if I was there, I would put Julian Edelman playing quarterback, and that's <laughs> <laughs> just for the thinking. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. There's not much to say about the Patriots here. I mean, if we, if we watch the the whole um, the whole conference in general, it's kind of crazy when you actually think the Bills might have a chance to win a conference. Yeah, it's, it's, it's when you know that something is weird. If the Bills are relevant in your conference, it means like, first of all, you have the Jets in your conference. That's that's we know. But um, and then I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd say like the Bills might be the hardest take uh, from this conference. And I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, but I obviously I don't think we're going to do something this yeah, year no, right no, away, no, right no. off the corner, right off the bat. That's impossible. I mean, I hope Tua gets time to develop. And I'm t- I'm I'm not like one of those fans that think that wants to rush things all over. You know what I'm saying? Like I think a team should take his time to develop because otherwise it's going to be a huge mess. But uh, I'm actually curious with the Bills. That's what I'm going to say yeah. now. 
Um, I don't have much to say on the Patriots and on the Dolphins that I haven't said before, especially the Dolphins I've been talking about in, in our podcast every time we mention NFL. But mm-hmm. the Bills, um, bro, I like their quarterback. And Stefan yeah. Diggs is there now. And the Bills actually made a nice run last year. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't see why not like having the Bills winning this, this, this conference. Yeah. So Bills are my division winner here for sure. The biggest question mark for me is if Josh Allen can step up and be accurate throwing the football. In terms of physicality and his ability to scamper out of the pocket, all the tools are there. He's got a really like prototype size at at least 6'4", 6'5", in terms of height. And also you add Stefan Diggs. The defense was really solid last year. They got a solid running back. I'm trying to remember his name. He's a shorter guy. Um, yeah, I mean... The the Bills really are the team now with with Tom Brady now lo, no longer in New England. I think the Jets are the other team in the division. If if they could really surprise some people, they could possibly win the division. It's between the Bills and the Jets for sure. I don't I don't think the Patriots are gonna have it this year unless Belichick really really gets crafty and he somehow turns Stidham into a really serviceable solid quarterback. When it comes to the Dolphins. I think it's a it's another year, uh, learning year all the way across the board. Who knows? Maybe Tua will get some snaps. I would not be surprised <laughs> if Fitzmagic is in there at the beginning. Um, I like what the Dolphins are doing, though. In terms of franchise direction, I think they had some really solid pickups in the draft. I just think they're still like a draft or two away before they're in serious position to where they can compete for playoffs and beyond. Give us time, bro. Give us time. But, yeah, exactly. Uh... Let's let's just all agree that the Bills are gonna take this here for sure. I would say that if I had to say something for sure. Let's roll. Let's roll with Josh Allen. And hey, mm-hmm. let's not hate on the Jets, bro. Let's yeah. not hate on the Jets. <laughs> no hate for me. On to the AFC South. All right. Well, let's just clarify. We got the Bills going from the AFC East. That's the move. AFC South: Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, and the Indianapolis Colts. Start with the Colts. They signed Phillip Rivers for $25 million in offseason. I That just makes me scratch my head. He was washed last year. He was washed the year before. And you're going to pay this man $25 million for a year to play quarterback. Jacoby Brissett's yeah. a better quarterback than Rivers. Brissett was injured at the end of last year, which was kind of a problem for the organization. But you still got T.Y. You got Marlon Mack. That's the running back. Obviously, T.Y. is the receiver. They added... Uh, Pittman from USC in the draft. They have Darius Leonard at linebacker. They got some pieces. Malik Hooker out there in the secondary at safety. So I really just like the Rivers decision. Don't understand it. But yeah, that's what I got to say on the Colts. What do you guys got? Yeah, they're they're a cool team. I I mean, minus the Rivers thing, I think they should stick with uh, uh, Jacoby. But um, I mean, they're not they're not bad, you know. It's, those mm-hmm. are just one of those weird teams, you know? Right. Um, and then who else? The Titans too. The Titans, mm-hmm. they were they were on a little tear towards the end and then, you know, into yeah. the playoffs. So that made it no pretty doubt. interesting. Um and then what are the other two teams in there? Uh yeah, the Houston Texans Houston. and the Jaguars. All right. So Houston. I mean we got we got Deshaun Watson, right? Chilling mm-hmm. there. I don't even know about that team. Is that what are they like this year? Houston Texans. They got David Johnson for running back in the trade for um, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Um, I think they'll win the division yeah. for sure. Uh, 
it's either the Texans or the Titans. I don't think that Tannehill is going to come back again this no. year and have the type of season that he did down the stretch for the Titans last year. But I do think it'll be close because the Texans definitely lost some pieces on offense, as we know. But I think it's just that Deshaun Watson X factor. The man is just an absolute beast. Just gets it done week in, week out. But then yeah. also, check this. Their first two games, Chiefs and uh, Ravens. Yeah. So, I mean, they're already off to that. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough start to the season, so. Mm-hmm. It is, but still doesn't mean that you're gonna lose the division, right? I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think with uh, adding Brandon Cooks to this Texans team is also really good. Cool. I mean, overall, I think right. this division doesn't have much to say. I think the it was. I agree with the bad move in Philip Rivers. I think maybe these NFL teams have something for fat QBs. I don't know, man. Maybe I got a shot there <laughs> too. But uh, uh <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I think there's not much to say. The Jaguars are gonna be pretty bad this year. There's not much to expect from them. Their defense is falling apart too. Although it was really good a couple of years ago. I don't see Tannehill, Tannehill doing much this year, too. Uh, obviously, Henry is a beast, so he's going to be carrying the Titans all the way. And there's the Texan situation where the I don't I really hate the moves they are making, and Bill O'Brien is just... I don't know, man. If somebody can get that job like Bill O'Brien, maybe I can get that job, too. Maybe I can apply to be a QB and the owner of a game. You know, like, I got a shot at both. But... Um, uh, now, out of jokes, I think the Texans still are the best team in this conference. Uh, like I said, I, sure. like Devin, I like Devin Johnson and Brandon Cooks joining this team. I think mm-hmm. Devin Johnson is still a great running back, and he was not getting as many snaps with Kenyon Drake. So that's great for his career. J.J. Watt still got some gas in him, although with all the injuries, J.J. Watt is still a beast. Uh, Kenny Steels can still be somewhat of a usable weapon on offense. Kenny Steels always tends to surprise me. Uh, when he was on the Dolphins, I thought he was washed over, and then he still made some plays. Um, and they got Will Fuller, Will Fuller, Will Fuller still too as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then there's, there's he's good for one Martin, game. You know? That's it. He's a good, he's a good fantasy fantasy wide receiver. <laughs> and then there's yeah. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, man. I mean, he's a great QB. He proved that last year, going toes toes against the Ravens, and uh. I think I think he's great. I think he's also very mobile. He has a good arm, and he has a very nice decision making. So for sure, enough to carry this team to win this division. Yeah, so I think we agree the Texans take it, but I think it will be close though because the Titans do have some weapons yeah. out at wide receiver: AJ Brown, Corey Davis, and then uh, obviously Derrick Henry speaks for himself. And their it's defense is really their defense is really good. So I think it will be close, but I'd say I'd give the nod to the Texans. So I think we're three for three there on Texans. So now we finish in the AFC. So what we're gonna do here is pick two wild cards and then we're gonna make picks for the, the Super Bowl representatives for the NFC and the AFC. So I'll just toss it off here first for the wild cards. I am gonna give it to the Steelers. I think that the Steelers and not the Browns will win the wild card. And I think that I think that the Titans will be the second wild card. So I got the Steelers and the Titans. What do you guys got? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Steelers and then whoever is second out of the AFC South. So mm-hmm. yeah, for so sure. it is a if it is. Who'd you say, uh, Titans? I I yeah, I just said the Texans uh, would win the division. Titans would be the wild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and if it is, even if it's the Colts, I feel like out of out of those three. I don't know why. That's just what's yeah. Going. So for sure. I will go with the Browns and the Titans. Okay. I just very good. Brown. There's there's too many players on that team not to make it, bro. 
Yeah. No, I mean, the talent's there. It's all about just putting it together. They got the new head coach that was the offensive coordinator with the Vikings last year. So maybe yeah. he's able to kind of change the dynamics around and put something together. That being said, let's make Super Bowl selections. In the NFC, this is interesting. This is interesting. You know I what? Say give I'm both rolling... and then go for it. What do you say, Kyle? I say give both and then give your chance. Okay. All right. I'll go NFC then AFC. I think this is Drew Brees' last year in New Orleans. And mm-hmm. not only would I like to see him win a Super Bowl, but I also think that just this is the last one. Like, win, lose, or draw, like, I don't think he's coming back next year. And the talent there is real. And if Drew Brees can hold up like he has in years past and the defense can play solid ball, I'll go with the Saints. And the AFC, man, this is tough. Chiefs-Ravens, right? It's like a coin toss. Like, where do you go with it? But I'm going to go with the Ravens. If if they can get to the playoffs and that defense plays like I know it can and Lamar comes out there and shows off his talents and just really puts it together, I think that the Ravens – the Ravens will do that thing. So I got the Ravens advancing. And then in a Super Bowl between the Saints and the Ravens, I'm going to have to go with the Ravens. I just think that that offensive attack, that three-headed attack that the Ravens have where Ingram can run the ball, Dobbins will get some touches now, Jackson can take off and run whenever he wants, Hollywood Brown streaking down the field, Mark Andrews has a solid tight end weapon in the red zone and anywhere really on the field. I just think there's too much going on. And I think that the Ravens' defense will be able to get after Mahomes in the backfield a little bit. But tell me what you guys got. I feel it. I'm going to go with the Jets. Champs. It's like, nah. can, I, okay. can I leave um, now? Can I leave? Oh, this is the real answer here. <laughs> real answer? I'm going to say something wild. I think it's going to be a repeat. Chiefs, Niners. Really? It's yeah. A possibility, man, for sure. Nah. I, I think the Chiefs are going to – it's going to be hard for the Chiefs to get back. It's going to be hard for the Niners to get back too. But, you know, yeah. through some craziness, I feel like it could happen. And I think the Chiefs will repeat. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it'll be harder for the – for the Niners to get back than the yeah. Chiefs. Agreed, yeah. agreed. But I think it could happen, though. I I totally could see a world where that those matchups are real again. I'll go with the same as Max said, but I see the, the Saints winning to the Ravens. Like I said, Lamar Jackson's on a mission, but there's no way to stop Drew Brees. I mean, there is a way to stop Drew Brees, but I'm saying, like, Drew Brees is on a mission, too. It's his last, probably his last season with the Saints. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, I see one way to beat these Ravens. The Ravens have a pretty nice defense, but I see one way to beat this defense is with the Saints' tricky plays, man. Like I said, Taysom Hill sometimes is a difference maker when it comes to tricking defenses. And uh, they, they just have too many plays when you're like, you like you cannot tell what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this special like crazy plays that you see Taysom Hill doing, throwing the ball or just running. I see that happening a lot on a Super Bowl. More like like Nick Foles pulling off a, a Philly special that year against the Pats, you know. And um, I just see the Saints doing everything to give one more ring to Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And definitely have the pieces for it. And um I think this is it. This is the last run they're going to make because Drew Brees is going to retire and then they're going to just be a mediocre team and maybe some new pieces. I don't know. But uh, And also, once again, don't forget we got um, we got Winston as a backup QB and we can make some tricky plays with him too. We all know the Saints know how to play their QBs uh, all at once. Uh, we all know the Saints are very tricky in that. Don't sleep on that. That's a very nice way to treat defenses. Nice defenses like the Ravens have. And I think they're going to take it all. Sweet. 
all sounds good. Just to clarify here, audience, I had a little brain fart there. Uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens will play, but it will not be in the Super Bowl. The Ravens will play the Saints in the Super Bowl, and I have the Ravens winning that. Just to clarify again. But that being said, that kind of concludes our NFL season preview here. This is episode number six of the Between the Lines podcast. Thanks for joining in with us and rocking with us. Um, until next time. Go Jets.